0: Sam, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Nice meal, bottle of wine. Flowers, chocolates and uh, settling for Slavia Prague against Genk Jack. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way and neither would Rach.
1: rank squad we're back it's BR Football Ranks it's the fastest growing football podcast on earth it's the only place sorting the football world into the order that it deserves to be in the relentlessly rolling ranking rondo football's finest fellas set to sort sense into the soccer sphere my name is Jack Collins and I'll be your host today serving up the silver platters of knowledge from our twin turbo engines firstly a man with the finest career built on rumours since Fleetwood Mac it's Sir Scoop Dean Jones
2: you should be a rapper mate
1: and as ever It's a man who needed no help picking a baseball team. The New York Rankies. It's Lord of the Lists, Sam (laughs) Tai. Hello,
0: Jack. (laughs) Hello, Sam.
1: (laughs) Later on today, we're going to be joined by a man fitting for this Valentine's week. Love Island finalist, presenter, host, famous sporting face and all-round football good guy, Josh Denzel, is going to be in the building talking about footballers who just need their own slot on primetime television, amongst various other bits and bobs. We got roulette. We got nonsense rankings. What are we waiting for? Let's get on with it. Dean, do you want to start us off with hot takes? What have you got for us this week? I would
2: love to, Jack. Yeah, because um, Aaron Ramsey is joining Yvette. And that is amazing for him. It's very good news for Juve. It's very bad news for Arsenal because he's one of their best players. They now need to go out and replace Aaron Ramsey. Not going to be easy to do, but I've spoken to some people around the club, good sources about how they're going to try and do that. There's two people that they're kind of arrowing in on ahead of the summer market to see what they can do. One is Eva Banega from Sevilla. He's the one really seen as a replacement uh, for Aaron Ramsey, the other, Christopher Nkunku from PSG. Not so much seems a like-for-like replacement there, but someone for the future, somebody you would have remembered. They tried to get through the door in January, didn't go through with it. Arsenal got themselves in a complete mess in terms of their wage bill. Shout out to Mesut Ozil. Um, and they knew, <laughs> they now need to find people that can fit into their limited pay structure. Benega is somebody they believe could do that. They're still trying to figure out exactly how they will make that deal work. But I'm told it's something they are working on, and they think that that's a good plan for them. Sam, does that
1: seem reasonable to you as replacements go?
2: Look, Benegas, one of the better creators, I think, creative midfielders
0: in Europe. Um, he's got his history within Emery, having played for Sevilla under uh, under in and he's still there. He also shone at the World Cup for Argentina. He was the one midfielder I think they had which showed a bit of creative now, and ability to get their foot on the ball, get their head up, and start picking out passes. He very often comes out quite high on the key pass charts for games that he's played in because he does have an eye for a pass. He does have that vision. It's just not a long-term strategy because he's
2: getting on a bit. This is not a long-term plan. I'm yeah, not saying he's ancient, no. but this is definitely not something you can say. Oh, I don't yeah, think Arsenal the- can plan long-term at the moment, can they? They've got they've got to look one season at a time at the moment. To be honest,
0: yeah, quite like it, as you referenced the wage bill um, and with with Aaron Ramsey leaving,
2: they, they've got to they've got to find someone. What are they doing? They should have just given him the money. I know they've got this wage structure, but get rid of someone else. Find a buyer for Mesut Ozil. Do something, but... Losing Aaron Ramsey, you, you, he's just such a big part of their team. Well, he hasn't been a very big part of their team this season. He's been almost phased out as, as a, a result they're trying of to learn how they might come to grips with this. Dennis
1: Suarez has come in on loan from Barcelona. There was talk of making that deal permanent.
2: Is that an option for them in, in a more kind of long-term capacity? I think it's a club v manager situation, to be honest. They're in Emery once in certain figures. The club are looking at other strategies. Suarez was obviously available on loan with view to a to buy so that's why that one ended up happening um, Emery's got his plans and obviously Benega is, is one of those um, that he wants through the door I think it's a bit of a power battle going on at Arsenal at the moment and Emery has really got to come through it um, with things going his way because already you're starting to see the tide turn. Echoes of Chelsea and Sarri there, isn't there? Because uh, Unai Emery taking in Delis Suarez, worked with him
0: before. Ever Banega wants to work with him, having worked with him before. Club V manager and then you've got Chelsea, Sarri, Jorginho, Iguain not in full control of the transfers. It's an interesting one. Both London clubs under the cosh a little bit there. All right. Well, Sam, what's your hot take for this week? So my hot take is uh, after years and years of chasing him, Real Madrid might not actually need Eden Hazard, and they certainly don't need to break the bank for Eden Hazard any longer. Big shout. Uh, Didn't think I would ever really get to this position. The Hazard transfer has felt inevitable for so long. He has felt like the next Galactico. I'm not saying don't go out and get him, but if Chelsea turn around this summer and say, oh yeah, it's going to cost you 150 million quid, you have to almost double your, your transfer record as a club. I think Real Madrid to say no. And there's one simple reason for that. It's because Vinicius Junior is developing into such a good player. That left wing slot looks like it's going to be locked down for the next 10 years. He is, he is a future Galactico. He's already shining. This past week, he's played against Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. He's coped with the pressure. He's coped with the atmosphere. And he's excelled in both games. There's so much to be excited about with Vinicius. And when you have a player that talented in that position is the right right move to go out and sign someone for maybe 80 million, 90 million, 100 million quid who plays in the same position? Weirdly, that's what Chelsea would do in (laughs) the exact same situation. So it does feel a little bit weird. But
1: look, considering before Christmas... Real Madrid were in dire straits. It it was really bad. That's turned around. And and how much of an impact has Vinicius had in this kind of Real Madrid resurgence that we've seen recently?
0: Yeah, huge impact. He he and a lot of the the younger players that you wouldn't necessarily have expected him to turn to. Dean said a couple of weeks ago on this very podcast, Solari came through as a manager of Castilla, the Real Madrid youth team. He's turned to the youth players that he had interaction with to actually turn this ship around. And Real Madrid's recent form, mostly wins, like six, six wins out of seven heading into the Champions League week. Very, very impressive. You look at players like Isco have been sidelined and it's actually Vinicius Junior who is taking centre stage and, and really shining alongside Benzema rather than the guys you'd expect. Dean, you know, Sam said there that Real Madrid shouldn't break the bank for Hazard. Do we know how much
1: Chelsea would be looking for for their key man?
2: Yeah, they want more than £100 million if he goes and I mean, they're going to struggle to get that because of the, the terms of his contract that are left. The issue really as well, from what, on the back of what Sam's saying, is who leaves Real Madrid in order for Hazard to come in because Gareth Bale seems the obvious one but from what I'm told from people in Madrid Florentino Perez sees that Hazard and Bale would both be in the same squad well you can't really have Vinicius, Bale, Hazard Lucas Vazquez, Benzema, Asensio they don't fit So something has to give in order for Hazard to land. Listen, Hazard wants to go there. Don't make any mistake about that. He wants to leave Chelsea. There's a reason he hasn't committed to that contract. It's because his dream is to join Real Madrid. He's waiting for them to make contact. That contact just hasn't come yet. But if it does, he's packing his bags and he's going. Talking of Chelsea,
1: yesterday we put up a poll on Twitter to pick the last hot take, whatever my hot take would be. We we took all the questions off Instagram, off Twitter, which you can get involved with using the hashtag BRFootballRanks or applying to any of our stories on Instagram. We picked the two best questions and we put them up on Twitter as a poll for you to vote for. The two options this week were, one, should Chelsea sack or stick with Maurizio Sarri? And the other was, who was more likely to become an AC Milan legend Piontek or Paquetta, after we spoke so glowingly of them both in our transfer podcast. Maurizio Sarri won this vote by 59% to 41 That means that Piontek and Paquetta are going to roll over to next week in the poll. If you want to get involved, make sure you're getting over at Twitter. I'm at Jack J. Collins. It gets retweeted off the BR Football account on a Monday. We then take that poll and we take the option that gets chosen and we have it on a Tuesday. So make sure you're getting involved. So... Should Chelsea sack or stick with Maurizio Sarri? You
0: two absolutely horrible questions to answer. So sort of dand if you do, dand if you don't there. Look, Maurizio Sarri is having a
1: tough time at Chelsea. Let's, let's make no bones about it. And it's not working out in the way that he would have wanted it to. Weirdly, we thought it would take a lot of time for the Chelsea squad to adapt to the system. And then it would, you know, eventually work out. It's kind of played out the other way. They seem to take to it like ducks to water. They really, really did start well under under Sarri. And suddenly it's all fallen away and things seem to be going south at Chelsea. There are lots of reasons for this, but let's not overreact based on the fact that they lost to Manchester City, who one, are in the form of their lives and two, are managed by probably the greatest coach on earth you know they lost 4-0 to Bournemouth as well they did yeah but that's the second greatest coach now. I'm joking and <laughs> so it's, but look they're, they're not having a good patch things aren't going well at Chelsea there's a lot of talk of, of players thinking that they're being over tactically coached and not being able to understand it but at the same time in the greater context of things Chelsea have no vision no plan and no drive they don't know what they want to be so they're bringing a coach like Sarri who is a project coach he needs a couple of years to get into a system and, and teach the players exactly what it is they need to do in all for us to see the kind of football that was played at Napoli and that football we'll all agree was absolutely exhilarating at its best it was almost unplayable it went toe-to-toe with Man City over two games in the Champions League absolutely and, and came out fighting and I think that on the whole that it was a a really good and useful system that needed time to adapt. It, actually, his first season at Napoli wasn't particularly good. It took a little little bit of time for it to, to adjust and, and to make things happen. But when it did, and when it did click, those things were absolutely spectacular. And Chelsea will become a co- a club that if they just sack another coach, who's coming in? Who wants that job and goes, oh, I'll do that for I'll a year you. before I get sacked? i
2: exactly what's going to happen. Don't say Gus Hiddink. I'm not. Look, Chelsea, Sarri is the wrong man for Chelsea Football Club. He doesn't, they're not a patient club. They don't wait for people. He should go and take, wait till Pochettino leaves Tottenham and go into a project like that and actually build something. Chelsea, this is not going to work. They might as well get rid of him tomorrow. They might have already got rid of him by the time people are listening to this podcast. If Chelsea are going to be this short-sighted, which they probably will be, bring in Frank Lampard. Yeah. Go down that route, because you can look at what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done at Man United, quickly gone in, changed the whole vibe. If they're just looking for togetherness and for people to play the Chelsea way, for everyone what to What is be, the Chelsea way? Chelsea through and through, Frank, Terry, get Peter Cech back involved, he's retiring. That's the route they're going to have to go down, because if they're don't, if they not willing to wait for somebody like Sarri to make his mark, then they're going to have to go to somebody like Frank Lampard and say, listen, Frank, come in, do a job for us, and he's... Going to find it very hard to say no to that. I think that
0: I think they should wait for Sarri to to make his mark, and I think they should back him. It's interesting what you say, Jack, about starting fast and then stagnating. Because a couple of years ago, Paco Ayestarán, the Liverpool coach that worked with Rafa Benitez in the Champions League-winning season, he wrote an article for the Independent which talked about how to coach players and the stages they go through and he said there's an initial rush where everybody accepts and understands the ideas and there's an immediate benefit on the pitch and then the second phase is a stagnation or maybe even a step back where you need to change up your training methods to keep things fresh obviously Chelsea are in stage two right now the stage three by the way is basically perfection Pep Guardiola went through this Jurgen Klopp went through it to an extent there were some rough results in that first half season for him this is kind of normal, okay? We're talking about a team who have, have become too settled in the training methods that they're trying to take on board. You talk about players complaining about being given too many tactical instructions. If they sack Sarri and bring in another coach, they're just going to be given a load more tactical instructions. They're going to try and change systems halfway through. They might even try and transition from high possession to low block or something like that. they might go from Sarri to Conte and back towards the other way. It could be even more confusing. Yeah. Just, Just Just back him for a little bit longer, at least ride it out to the end of the season, because I I appreciate it's a leap. Sarri is not Pep Guardiola. Sarri does not have the legacy or or the achievements that Pep Guardiola does. But look at the football he produced with Empoli and Napoli. And you can't tell me that you wouldn't look forward to that. And you've got to give it at least a year. Well, I think that's pretty much it for this week's hot take. Thank you
1: very much. Remember, you can get your questions in using the hashtag and on Instagram, make sure you're on Twitter for the poll to decide what next week's hot take is. After the break, we're going to be joined by Josh Denzel to talk about what footballers would be best on primetime TV. Welcome back to be Our Football Ranks, where we're delighted to be joined by a new member of the rank squad. Josh Denzel is in the building. Josh, absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, do you want to give a fly-by introduction
3: to the fans, to the squad, and what you're going to be ranking for us today? I'm going to be ranking the top three players that would be great on some sort of reality tv program i yeah. like it do you want the names oh, oh, yeah. I, want, yeah. Yeah, I want you
1: Ooh. to uh i want you to introduce yourself i want you to give a
3: uh, you know give a lowdown to the to the squad in yourself up so myself up yeah. well um i well previous to my second life on love island i was a uh, sports presenter content creator i used to uh knock about my phone in my hand and go and interview uh my favorite athletes and famous people on red carpets etc and was basically living living my dream and I don't know how somehow I've managed to make it into a job um, and through that and through posting Instagram pictures of me in LA when I was really on my sofa at home, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, I went, uh, got picked to go on uh, on Love Island and then after that it's kind of been a, a bit of a mad run and um, I've kind of been carrying on doing the, the sports presenting stuff, working with, you know, the F1, Premier League, Sky, Nike, got my own Fashion label, which is was well, yeah. fashion. Terrible name. life, then both. Terrible, terrible times. Yeah, it's been awful <laughs> since. Yeah, wish I could go back. Well, that's <laughs> it, lah. Like, foot in both camps for you. One, one world. Uh, one foot in the TV
1: world. One foot in the sports world. We thought you were the perfect man to, to no, be I'm no talking about what honest. what would be good for on a reality TV show. So I mean, when you're ready, man. I'll start with number, three, and yeah, we'll, start uh, with number three. We'll see
3: how we go. Start with there. number three. I think Samir Nasri. Samir Nasri. Yeah. Okay. Go on, you to have to expand. I think if you put Samir Nasri in like a Big Brother style situation. Who knows what you are going to get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going to happen? Like, where was he for that year and a half when he was just out of football? Was I was going to say
2: he... he spent so much time not playing football. We could have done whatever he wanted, really. Yeah, what
3: was going on with him? Maybe your... he was. Maybe this Maybe is the answer. He was in that like, yeah. Cambodian big exactly. brother or yeah. something. He...
2: And uh, you know, what I mean, like
3: what? What was he doing with the old drip doctors? Who knows? You know, what I mean, who's who could who could he potentially be yeah, his causing in trouble? Show with? Should probably be inner doctors, shouldn't yeah. It? Yeah, his friends, his friends, are, I think, are, are a bit tasty from his neck of the woods. So, <laughs> I reckon that like he could cause some some real trouble. He could stir up a few a uh, few funny conversations as well. I, was, I don't you know, think he, I've ever heard him speak either. So, no. that would be interesting.
1: He's well, I mean. He's also someone that divides opinion, and, yeah. uh, and obviously those kind of people usually go down quite well on, on reality shows. Exactly. You know, is he going to be snaking people in the house? What, Probably. What's the kind of, yeah.
3: you know, what, I mean, <laughs> you,
1: you know, you're an Arsenal fan. What, what's yeah. your view on Samir uh,
3: You know what? I really liked him. He was like one of those little people who used to run around and like if he if he if he wasn't going his way, he'd be tapping ankles, he'd be clip, he'd be scraping, he'd be pinching, people be stepping on people's toes. He was technically sensational.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah.
3: he just when he wanted to turn up he turn it on and when he didn't want to turn up which was a lot of the time totally. and he just couldn't be asked. he's going do you know what lads this ain't for me you're going to have to <laughs> do my running for me Like, I can't imagine that like, hanging around with him in training but I really liked him Um even when he left? no nah, when he left it was like <laughs> that was the end of days but do you know what I mean uh, you, you got, but then it got to the point that at that time when you're going can you even blame the players for leaving because the fans are going right when are we going to sign someone half decent yeah no no not this transfer window oh we haven't got any money again oh no right it's all tied up in Highbury but Yet yeah, we sold all the flats, and then the players are going. Am I really going to be carrying this team? And then you yeah. got right. Okay, cool. We've got like three decent players. Right. Who else? Who else can we bring yeah. in? No, one is going to leave. <laughs> right. Cool. Oh, we've got one world class <laughs> player. Not for long. I oh, will make him a captain. So like, I, you know, when when he went to City, you going, you going. Do you know what? They like, they they're, they're moving up in the world. They they actually have some ambition. Like, Arsenal had no
0: ambition. I feel like we had no ambition since like two thousand seven. So yeah. justified, really, for the trophy haul as well for Nasri after after oh, he right. left.
3: It doesn't doesn't stop you like disliking him disliking him like, I had that with Ashley Cole like, when everyone was like oh Bergkamp on free shirts like, I fully had like the Ashley Cole free shirt like every single like home away third kit like training kit I go down and like get go to Asda and find like the little iron on patches and iron on a number three like genuinely like, Ashley <laughs> yeah, Cole was like, my yeah, yeah. absolute hero so when he left for Chelsea like, and that was like that was when I realised that supporting Arsenal wasn't going to be all fun and rosy games. and fun and games <laughs> yeah. like the first 10 years of my life but <laughs> Like I forgave him. It
2: took me ten years, but I did forgive him. Yeah.
3: So like with Nasri, it was it was like I didn't love him that much to, to really hold a grudge, but you see him do well, like, <laughs> you
2: like him enough to watch him on TV.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, well, I'm, and I'm interested enough to watch him on TV. Yeah. Fair enough. I think he, them
1: stories he'd have we would justify. It. But on the on the Cole thing, I was just thinking it, it takes a special kind of player to want to make a young kid want to be a left back. 'Cause mm. no one ever wants to be a yeah, left back, yeah. right? Like
3: Yeah, I mean also I had no technical ability and I wouldn't be able to play <laughs> centre mid or up top. It was either left back or in goal, and I said, you know what, Jens Lehman Seaman, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really aspire to be you, so Ashley Cole it is. Fair deeds. Fair deeds. Well, who's in at number two, man? Number two, Ben Mendy. Oh, Big Benjamin not. Mendy. Like, like the man with more memes than goals. Or games, <laughs> All games. Like, all games. I mean, Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's one of them he's one of those players that I think you could put in any like in, in any changing room, and he'd be the main man. I think yeah. how can you lose when you got someone like that in changing room? I seen him at one point. He was like hobbling. I thought he'd done his ACL, and he's sprinting on. The next time I see I see him at Manchester, then I saw him at, at the Super Bowl. I'm like. He's in Minnesota and he's like got his shirt off and I'm like I'm pretty I think he's being chased by about thirty Man City physios like <laughs> you know what are you doing? I remember they, him they running thought off off was the bench.
0: A, They thought he was a pitch invader, didn't they? Until they realised actually now it's just it's actually one of our own players because yeah. he's not supposed to be running because you're right he's just torn his ACL. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Like, it, wasn't and
3: it? He's, he's like one minute also like, I think he, he permanently lives on crutches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, it in his they're
3: nowhere to be seen in his Instagram stories. He also so I don't
1: know what's going on here. <laughs> he never he, he didn't play any games last year and managed to
3: win absolutely like, everything in football, yeah. which is like one mm-hmm. of the most amazing achievements. Yeah. Ever. He, he could retire now and he'd yeah, have such I a think haul. He's going to be one of them players that you look at his Wikipedia and like in 10 years he'd be like, wow, he must have been an absolute <laughs> sensation. That <laughs> like Game zero. Trophies, 25. Like, what's going on
0: here? Trans- like, 50 do, you Pint, yeah.
3: do you remember Pinto from, from
1: Barcelona? He was, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. there in the second reserve gold and he was basically just there because he yeah. was Messi's best mate and Messi loved him and he was like, you don't sell Pinto. Is that Pinto. what it was? Yeah. He was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. don't sell Pinto because he's my boy. Yeah. And so basically he played in all the like Irrelevant cup games and well, won him. like
3: everything in the game, and then he was just there, like, yeah. yeah I'm just, man, if, he makes him, if he makes Messi happy and yeah, makes yeah, him yeah, absolutely. more goals than most football teams combined, happy he stays, days. he stays, and he's on a big wage as well. <laughs> <laughs> Second <laughs> top earner, yeah, exactly. The, the Ben Mendy is,
1: is a good one because. I imagine he, you know, like you say, he could go into any changing room. He could also just wander into any reality show, right? He could go. He could go, hey, he yeah, could go on sure. all of the, you know, Ben Mendy yeah. dancing on ice. Uh, oh, he's yeah. uh, he's having a great <laughs> not with those crutches, come. mate. Not with those crutches. It, you, know what? you know what? It's, it's funny
2: tra- for the for TV. Those crutches would disappear <laughs> absolutely. absolutely now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Love Island. How do you think he did? It? I mean, just in case people don't know, by the way, tell them what Love Island was, and okay. then say uh, whether you think Ben Mendy would have fitted in, right. in Love
3: Island. Love Island. Let me give you like a real quick breakdown on Love Island. It's like eight boys eight girls you start week one and the aim of the game is to be in a couple right and so what they'll do is they'll like they'll make the numbers odd so they'll be like five girls uh six boys and anyone who's left uncoupled not in a romantic couple um at the end of the week there's a vote and the public will say right we think that this person needs to go this person needs to recouple at the end of the eight weeks where like i think 50 people kind of came and went uh, the most compatible couples voted on, but voted for by the British public, and therefore, you know, they uh, they basically win a fifty grand prize and also endless life of happiness with their partner. That's <laughs> a it's ish. a nice
1: yeah. Ish. Apparently, yeah. that in the it's terms, in terms, of terms of conditions? conditions so Allegedly, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. in the contract.
3: <laughs> but you know, Ben Mendy in yeah. that so situation. Is ben Mendy, listen, rumors are girls like funny guys rumours it's never well for know, me. who knows I don't know yeah if I understood I probably wouldn't be the situation I'm in but um, yeah so I think I think you do real well I think A the public would love him I mean the public love him anyway Like I think he, he, no one even United fans like Liverpool fans people are supposed to like vehemently hate players from their rival teams they all love him they all follow him on Instagram they yeah, all think yeah. he's super cool so if you can if you can get the public to love you you can definitely get at least one romantic interest to, to like you enough to stay with you for eight weeks. So I think he'd do real well.
2: What would be really annoying, though, if you were on Love Island and you were coupled up with a girl you really liked and then Ben Mendy came and thought, Terrible. I fancy a bit of that, because you're like, yeah. but I, quite, I don't want to not be mates with him. Yeah, I, I like him He'd kid, hobble over it? with his crutches and then
3: as soon as you're on a date, he'd be like surfing. He'd be like, hang <laughs> on a minute. Like,
2: I've been out I've been here. The
0: sympathy, mode, Yeah, exactly. I get it. Josh, well,
3: you're,
1: obviously,
0: while you were on Love Island this summer, or last yes. summer, um, Ben Mendy was playing in the World Cup yeah, so you weren't really able to see much of the World Cup.
3: Unfo- no, I got no, I I was I was lied to. I was deceived. Oh, interesting. I was deceived because there was a there was a plan pre pre the Love Island talk. Um, well, yeah. So f- for the people who don't know, like you have no access to the outside world. It's like it's like Big Brother, right? But for couples, um, and you get no TV, no watch, no phone, no messages, no letters, no pigeon mail, like nothing. Like you don't know anything's going on outside of this villa in Spain. So. I assumed right ITV who, who who broadcast it. They also had the rights for the World Cup, so I'm thinking, at least they'll make a thing like World Cup year. We'll all sit down in front of the uh, in front of the telly. They'll film the reactions. Like we'll get to watch every England game. Great, absolutely not. But then again, I also thought if I'm going to go do this, and then I didn't have the chance to watch it. Like, we've got, like, the worst England squad that we're taking to a, world, <laughs> to a World Cup in, like, 20 years. I'm like, right, come on. Like, everyone's about 16. Like, they're all, they're all like, not even starting for their clubs. like Not going to miss anything. Yeah, we're not going to miss anything. We've got, like, Rashford and Vards who we're, like, pinning our hopes on, like... Who else, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like, little did I know. <laughs> Eight weeks Southgate, later, absolutely. like footballs come home and left, and <laughs> Southgate's waistcoat is like being bestseller on every single site. But how weird was that when you came out and you found out that England was suddenly like one of the best teams in the world? Oh, you know what it was? Like, we, I had hope, but in when when you're in the when you're in the villa, like, you 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 got nothing really to do apart from make friends. So, and some of the a lot of boys didn't really like football, so. You know you'd have some football chat with some of the boys but otherwise they weren't really like football fans so yeah. I'm like yeah what do you think's going on like D-d-d-d-d-d. and I'm trying well, to remember who's like, don't care yeah, I, I'm trying to remember like who's in our group and I'm making up I'm like it's like Costa Rica Panama I'm like no it's not just all the South American <laughs> <Central> American <laughs> teams I'm like so I'd walk around the villa like literally in the shower like singing footballs coming home like for banter, like yeah. thinking obviously we've been knocked out like in the first in the knockout stage by yeah, like group, Yeah, we probably come third in the group after like a boring 1-1 draw with Panama. Like, yeah, it's terrible. So I'm like bantering myself. And then at one point, there's a cameraman who's like hidden away in the wall. And like, it must have been about four weeks in. So quarterfinal time, I guess. And then he's like, he starts chuckling. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. What's happening here? And then I've bothered and bothered and bothered all the producers until at one point, Somebody Alex I think Alexandra who was on the show came in and I was like, listen, like, if England is still in the World Cup, stay lying down. Because you're not allowed to know anything from that. So if England if, if England are out, jump up. Right, and then I can have you, I can be done with this. I can I can just know. And she like stayed lying down and I was running around screaming, England are we the World Cup. Like, oh my god, I didn't even know what stage it was. It was like I just knew if we were still in it after like three and a half weeks of the World Cup starting, I'm just going all listen, right. We're going all right, exactly. So um and after that the day after the semi-final we found out the producers came in and sat all the boys down and went listen england aren't in the world cup final but we did reach the semis and then we just we it was a bit of a weird feeling that you're like should i be happy i've not seen any of it i've missed it so i'm kind of annoyed like should should i be annoyed we didn't get to the final like we couldn't beat croatia like what do you mean but you don't know that croatia well obviously well good one of the teams in the tournament. So. Yeah, yeah. Did, I mean, did you try and like bribe producers? Like, obviously, like, they're like, I'll give you a backhand every get out of this, single so. day. All the runners, <laughs> like, I don't want to name names. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to name names, but every, you don't need to ever see the, the, the runners from the show um, every lunchtime. So they come in and bring your food, like, literally on a tray and then leave. So I'd be like, every single day, I'd be like, listen, what is going on in the World Cup? Like, tell me, please. <laughs> like, I beg you. And they were like, no, can't say, can't say, can't say. But I, we are so often. And bothered them so much. you used to get like a tiny little smidgen of information.
2: I can't believe they wouldn't just give you a hand signal or something. Or and listen,
3: I was so upset. And some of the boys who came in, obviously who'd like, been watching the World Cup, who like obviously believe football coming home. <laughs> I'd ask I like listen how are England and They were like, can't say. I'm like, I'm like oh. you traitor. <laughs> yeah. You betrayed the hate country. your country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hates football. Like, they wouldn't. Like, if I if I'd come into the villa like and no one had any you're not information. you're Kicked out for saying that. Right? No. Also, they've got to spend like, all their time with Harry you, like... Maguire's head is the biggest thing in the world and yeah. you can't lose a head. Like, but also, I I I imagine, head.
1: imagine the, the the producers wouldn't be like, ah, oh, why did you kick that person out? I like, oh, told someone about the World yeah, Cup. they <laughs> you know, do is it is
2: it accidentally not? say, well, at least we got to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Oh, oh, no, terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean. But these boys wouldn't
3: even tell me, and
2: I'm thinking, I hope you're not friends with him anymore. No, absolutely not. Out straight <laughs> away, <Absolutely> not. Finished. <laughs> yeah. dead to me. Right,
1: well, I suppose we take it on to to the number one person. Yeah, big to big shout to, and
3: This is a this is a big call. It's a big call, but it have to be Jay Ling's. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, Jesse Lingard's
1: yeah, your man. Yeah, you yeah.
3: know, I sometimes for, for me it's, it's hard to like a United player, yeah, especially like a real loud, just in your face United player who's been like doing all kinds of yeah dancing on ice. Britain's Got Talent on the Emirates pitch, like it ain't, it ain't nice. he's already doing reality <laughs> he shows. Is just that, the Emirates. He is, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm upset yeah. that I had to say jaylings but like Jesse is, it's a funny guy, and I think you need characters in football. Like football's so boring. Like it's hard to, you know, you think like top three players who would, who would be, who would have their own reality TV show, or would be on, would be good on reality TV. Like, it's, a, it's a short list. <laughs> it's a yeah. short list. Yeah, yeah. everyone's so coached, right? In, in terms of so how they coached, speak. Like, and... How many times are you watching? Like, am I really going to bother to watch what I don't know? Some any standard insert name footballer yeah, from whatever you. club? Like, their in post game interview. No, no. If I
2: follow him, be Instagram- fair Lingard's not very good at interviews after the game. No, go. He's, yeah, he can't be. Closes out. up. Yeah. yeah, it's
3: true. Mm. But like, if, if you if you put people if, you, if people are bored, they entertain themselves, and then a real personality comes out. So, no, he's he's a super funny guy, and he's he's entertaining. Like, he doesn't care really what people think. He's like he's just about keeping himself happy, making the fans happy. Like, and I, I think he's a I think he's a funny dude. A lot I know a lot of people hate him, but
0: if you made it a Lingard Rashford duo, if they had their own show together, that would be quite special, I think. But Rashford's quite quiet. Toge- together, it. as a ju- they're obviously really good friends. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. If They bring they bring something out of each other. I'd love to see them take on take on the world as a duo and see what happens. Like, I think that would be great TV. What Lings and Rashi versus the world? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a film waiting to happen. Isn't where, it? Though? Where are you going to send them? Uh, I
3: don't. I know. reckon you send them to like deep dark Beijing. Yeah, or, and just North Korea. Yeah, North no. Korea, <laughs> and just get them in deep. Yeah, have them as our like political advisor. <laughs> get them on Brexit. Yeah, I was yeah, say screen. send them to the EU. So Dance our way out of Europe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <It's true. laughs> this
1: is Jesse. Yeah, always comes across as someone who like loves being the center of attention, yeah. being the entertainment factor. Is there a kind of thing? I, I mean, I suppose speaking from experience as well, that where someone is trying to be the center of attention too much, and you're like, "All right, relax." Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. What's, uh, you don't need to be the focus all the time. And d- did that happen? I suppose in the villa at all?
3: Yes. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there are some people who, who are who are natural performers. Yeah. Some people who are like who, who can't turn it off. But then again there's some people who turn it on when they need to tell mm-hmm. the camera comes out and it's like suddenly the funniest person in the world. So like if you get you know you, you bring like say like a, a girl that you're seeing or a, or a new girl around your mates and suddenly they all turn into comedians. <laughs> they never said <laughs> one funny thing in their life before that moment. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's that is that is sometimes what it's like and you're like, yeah. Maybe that's what Sam does. I've never <laughs> seen girl.
0: what when we go off the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, like to be fair, on love island your like, you're friends with everybody, but you're also in direct competition. So someone will come in to like say so how it works is right, like, you'll be coupled up and every and be super happy, and guess what? They'll throw a bombshell in, and it's like some guy that you know they used to, you know, be going out with three years ago that they're still in love with, and you're like, oh, wicked, yeah, cool. And like as soon as they start telling jokes, you're like trying not to laugh. You're like, no, not funny, not funny, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> awful jokes. Yeah, so like it is you're in, you're in direct competition with people, but no I, I got on well with it. it's weird I'd like to have like a big story but I, I did kind of get on yeah. well with and I, there wasn't anyone really who was so centre of attention you're like shut up like yeah. for God's sake you felt like saying it sometimes but that's usually because you're just yeah, hot, hot, hot and really, bothered yeah, yeah exactly we're yeah. hungry
2: like, I can imagine Jesse Lingard though, round a pool all summer, like wow. nothing else to do. Great but, like, team. I, I, I need
3: some money for this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, who, whoever commissions this you can come this out program, this and monetize yeah. it as soon as we yeah. come out of this studio. Josh and Jay Ling's. Maybe we'll make we'll maybe make a duo like that. Well, he's got a, he's got a YouTube channel now, yeah. hasn't he, Jesse? Right, like Jesse, and, follow me now. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I have no idea what Jesse's going to put on his YouTube channel that isn't just. I don't think he has any idea.
3: it's <laughs> <laughs> well, like a 30-minute selfie video of him just talking rubbish. But I, people would watch it because it is entertaining he'll make up raps he'll make up a yeah. dance he'll make fun he's of it. he's got a one. clothing
1: range now you're in direct competition with Jesse maybe you shouldn't Boom. be putting, maybe you shouldn't basically <laughs> yeah. on TV. You have yeah, that's direct true. clothing lines right. whoever,
3: whoever whoever said Jesse didn't go I'd be good on TV
1: <laughs> <are> idiots <Non-son. laughs> Idiot. yeah. Sam have you got anyone to add I, I know you are a big fan of reality TV <laughs> and, and I know that you will absolutely uh, have an opinion on this which will no doubt be wrong uh, <laughs> so so do you want to start us off with, with who you've got
0: sure half of that was right I do have some names um, I look I've said this before I've aired this before i'd love to see sergio ramos just to see what makes him tick oh. so i just i want to see as much sergio ramos in his natural habitat as possible elite level shit house really just because terrible. yeah, yeah en- entertaining bit thunder. mad potentially brilliant definitely explosive like you never know if he's just walking around a house one day and something's slightly askew and he just kicks off and puts <laughs> his foot through the wall anything could happen with ramos anything can tick him off so i think that's good value and along the lines of duos as well, like Jaylings and Rashford, I think Aubameyang and Lacazette, every yeah. single yeah. Instagram video that they produce, is, I think it might be Aubameyang's laugh. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The cackle that he's got is hilarious. So whether they're... I don't know wolf whistling, Aaron Ramsey. Whether they're chanting at Hector Bellerin and making fun of his fashion sense, they're hilarious. And I would like to give them a lot of air time to appreciate that a bit more.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great shout. To be fair to you, you've, mm. you've done well there. Uh, I think that Sergio Ramos would get voted off a reality TV show. It's just him. It's just him. Oh, it's just him. him. Yeah, it's just. It's just...
0: <laughs> what, yeah. You just put him in a villa on his own. You can and watch send in one.
2: Things. You can send in one victim per day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. Is That's he looking for as well?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's an interesting one.
2: I'd, like, flip it, and I'd just get, like, six different managers, <laughs> stick them in a house together for a summer, and it'd be, like, Mourinho, Wenger, <gasps> Ferguson. Oh, wow. Klopp i got no idea what he would be like. Yeah. <laughs> Big, get Big Sam in there. Big Sam Allen yeah. nice And maybe Alan Pardew as well. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, just, just to see cards. how much he talks Pint of himself. wine on
3: the table for Big Sam. Would you, know, you like, give them... Oh, that's a question, I suppose. Or would you give them alcohol? Would you Would you have
1: to yeah, just absolutely. feed them? absolutely. The feed it, it in there. Yeah. But
2: this
3: wasn't allowed on the villa, right? No, like, no. So you you were allowed... In the villa, you are allowed a maximum of two large glasses of wine a night for four be right. small beers. Down them. No, you're <laughs> not a real they come one at a time. Oh no! And, that, and your night, you know, night is is probably from about you don't know, but it's probably from about six till three am. So you got two, make like two glasses of wine. There was some mind sweeping that went on.
2: Yeah, cause sometimes yeah. people seem like people looked bit, like they were a little bit merry. Yeah,
3: I was never mind sweeping, but some people you could quite clearly tell mm. have been drinking my drinks. Oh. A lot of times, you're like you like, you like, Yo, drinks are here, and then like someone will come out with like red stained teeth. You're like, have you
2: have you have just arrived? what <laughs> they already had a go at all of them yeah, every like single glass frantically
3: washing up a glass so imagine bro.
2: Wenger nicking Mourinho's wine or something oh like that gosh. That's, yeah, I'm into it that's bro. what I'm paying for this is I, like I, I, pay I for think two. you'd be hard pressed to get
3: any booze off Sir Alex and also Big Sam
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they've got the monopoly on yeah, it yeah they'd have a corner
2: to yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. like lads we'll dish out trans- deadline
3: day on the wines and the beers
1: we're <laughs> chatting about
2: the old days <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah it's a, it's a good show I mean I suppose it's a bit like the champions right Josh we have a animated series series on vr football called the champions okay. where it's basically what would happen if 50 of the world's best superstars and their managers all lived in the same house <laughs> or the champions league gang and it's uh, an exploration of that but yeah. this is pretty much what you're talking about dean just in a, in a kind of watered down version totally, i suppose yeah. yeah well i think after the break we will have a look at some of the burning questions in football that you've submitted to us as we take on bleacher roulette Welcome back to Be Our Football Ranks. My name is Jack Collins. I'm joined by Sam Hello. Dean Jones. Yo. And Josh Denzel. What's up? And we're going into Bleacher Roulette. The questions are ready.
2: Dean, do you want to give the wheel a spin and we'll see where we go? Let's go. Rank these three on who will have the best career. (laughs) Vinicius Junior, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Jaden Sancho. That's from Ease Breezy on Instagram. Okay, Vinicius, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Jadon Sancho. I'm going in third, Callum Hudson-Odoi. He's going to be sat on the bench at Chelsea for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Second, Jadon Sancho and first, Vinicius Jr. Because Vinicius Jr. is serious, serious footballer. Like The amount of game time he's already getting at Real Madrid. Gareth Bale's sitting on the bench a lot of the time because... He actually doesn't deserve to have that place on the left wing. He uh, doesn't really deserve any place at Real Madrid at the moment. But Vinicius is just like, he, he kind of hangs out wide and then he'll just suddenly come into play and doing his bits and coming inside, he'll take people on, he'll win penalties, but not diving, he actually winning penalties because people don't know how to cope with him. He's trying ridiculous shots, he's scoring nice goals. He's part of that Real Madrid team now and he's going to stay part of that Real Madrid team for a long time. Listen, Jadon uh, Sancho, obviously doing great at Dortmund and made the right decision to leave Man City and as I say Hudson-Odoi who knows what's going to happen with him.
0: All right, Sammy? hudson Ador in third I agree. There's too, there's too many questions about that for, for me to really rank them above two, two talents who already play first team football for two of the best teams in Europe and are already exhibiting world-class potential. I'll swap Sancho up top for, yeah, for, yeah. for Vinicius. I'll take Sancho in first, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They're basically the same age and Sancho is further along in that development track already. What he does on the pitch is ludicrous. Yeah. I still find myself, I still find pinching myself that he's English. Like this is amazing that we've got a player but who like that. Will
2: have the best career. Like Vinicius Junior is gonna win the Champions League. He's gonna win La Liga. Like Jadon Sancho might not win anything.
0: Oh, it depends. Depends where he moves. Uh, we're talking ten years. We don't know. But on on talent, on talent alone, I go Sancho top, and I reckon talent will be recognised and it will carry himself to trophies. We'll come back. Jadon Sancho
1: also. is going to win the Nations League this summer, and Vinicius Junior can never win the Nations <laughs> League. <laughs> so therefore, his career is immediately put on top yeah.
3: of it. But at this point, Josh, what are you, what are you saying? Yeah, I think. Callum number three. I uh, Jadon Sancho has got to be top top because he's. You see him every week every single week it's like goal it does or deliver. assist yeah. and not only that like, it's not like alright cool he's, he's just squaring it and it's, it's, he's running through teams mm. in the Bundesliga like straight up running through entire teams making it look like he's playing in school football and he's so young like, and I like the fact that he's gone out there and he's, he's got no real pressure on him yeah. like the but like he, he could have gone out there and flopped and come back and been like well, I know young English talent this right? Sweet. he changed the game to be so fair, he's, he's cut players. himself a new path right
1: and and that path is now open for other players to follow and and yeah. doing that is is massively impressive
2: someone needs yeah. to sign all three of them basically and to see what they will come together <laughs> but
3: like, how much is he how much is he worth and how much Dane Sancho worth now um 60, 60 70 million 80 yeah. million off the back of At like, least, half a season yeah Really? I think
1: also there's a pre- there's already a premium on young English talent, uh, and point, I yeah. think that if you're talking about Callum Hudson-Odoi at 60 million, which is what Bayern is were mad. talking about, but Solanke was 20 million, ain't done yeah, it it is is mad. I it's mean, there's mad. talk of a bid this week from Manchester United for Ryan Sessegnon, which is 50 million pounds, despite the fact that he's made about 10 Premier League starts. Yeah, uh, hasn't really yeah. done much. It, you know, and while he's a player of unbelievable quality, that, that's a lot of money on someone that has yeah. no real. And, and Jaden's gone out there and proved it. Yeah. And we'll at, see, at I suppose, top, top level I also. suppose what he delivers in the Champions League this, this week is where we'll Coming see. Coming back to
3: Wembley, isn't he? Exactly. It'd be like a love island, though, mate. It'd be a nightmare. I, just, I, I, I wouldn't like to go head to head with him, to be fair. No, not at all. Josh, do you want to spin the wheel, see what we got? <laughs> Marino and Wenger are out of work uh, and meet for dinner. Where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> job setting would be a good start but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, did, did, uh, where did they go to be honest with you I think if you let Wenger choose anywhere that he can he can do like an Instagram post or something for free some sort of value there he probably you know what Wenger yeah, yeah, probably go to Aldi <laughs> buy a load of unwashed you know odd sized vegetables uh, <laughs> spend about three hours prepping uh, and then cook an average dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: That's and Marino, quite <laughs> Mourinho would be very upset and probably cause a bit of a ruckus. Mourinho probably end up in Nobu. <laughs> yeah. So tell- on his own, just drinking wine angrily just cursing Abramovich
1: Wenger would just go to the same place he's been for the last 10 years Yeah, you, know, you imagine him visiting Pizza Express once a week religiously yeah, uh, at 7.37pm on a yeah.
0: Monday every single week yeah margarita, margarita with, with, no, sauce. Yeah, with no cheese yeah no cheese <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it depends which hotel Mourinho's staying in and he'd just order room service yeah he doesn't want to see
2: anybody else that might anger. Mourinho needs a happy meal more than anything doesn't he so um, <laughs> I think he'd have to go heading head down to McDonald's and then Wenger could get his extra value meal while he's down there, <laughs> there we are <laughs> Slammed it. <laughs> yeah. How do you follow that? Yeah. I'm, I'm not even
1: going to try. I'm just going to get Sam to spin instead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here we go. You have a penalty. You can only do Pogba's or is one-step run-up, which do you choose? Oh, this is a good question. So in context there, if you don't know, <laughs> Aritz Adoreth, the Athletic Club Bilbao player, took a penalty and scored a penalty into the bottom corner with literally one step, Put one foot next to the ball, one big step back, and pretended to be walking back slowly and just slammed it into the corner. There's no way that I would risk that. Absolutely no. zero chance. My balance would be off. I'd hit it with the wrong part of my foot. I'd aim for the right and it'd go to the left. The easiest thing to do is take... At least 30 steps. Really dial my mind into that and then just hit it as hard as I can at the end. I think I'd take Pogba, give myself a bit more chance. If I tried Adaretha's penalty, it would go... Four and a half you yards. Fi-
2: you must have done it at five a side. Yeah, I was going yeah. to say fi- you have to take have take
0: one step penalties at five or side. Sure, but that only has to go about five yards. So that's about my about my range it's limit. Got
2: to go twelve yards when you're in a real pitch. <laughs> it? You said the, the, the f- wrong
0: way. It's fine against a f- against a full size goalkeeper, like as in full size. A, as, as really? as as so mini five a side. Five year old, a man. Who are you
3: playing against?
1: This is how Sam Sam's always like. I'm well good at five side. We found out the solution. He's actually playing against six year olds. The under eights tournament. play against
0: these full size guys. You.
1: It's not full. Size pitch, <laughs> that was only six
0: foot
2: four to move, yeah. yeah exactly. It's when Jackson go, it looks like a half size. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, Dean, what are you going for? Um, I love Pogba's penalties, so I'm going Pogba all day long. Could you do that? Have you got the bottle? Actually, you're quite good at football. I'm all right at football, yeah. But I don't think I the problem I'd actually have with that is I'd have way too much time to think about yeah. it by the time I got to the ball. That's what I admire so much about Pogba. He takes all that steps and he's just so focused and still manages to pick his spots so perfectly. That is such technique,
3: Josh. Yeah, I'm going with Pogba's like the the fifty-step run-up because I think mean, I I change my mind very, very quickly. And I, at least I get a lot of time to think. Hang on, <laughs> left, right, up, middle, no, yeah, cool, yeah. And then by the time you get there, you think oh, just, just hit it, smash it down the middle. <laughs> yeah, like, no finesse. Like, at least Pogba, at least Pogba does the kind of like 50 step run up and then kind of finesse it into the bottom corner I think I just get there and just lever it and see where it went I only have little
1: legs so I think it'll take me about <laughs> half an hour to do Pogba's run up so I'm going for a, a doer I think that what I'm you know well practiced at five a side or the one step penalty uh, I'm pretty confident i send the keeper the wrong way uh, you know I do that most weeks so it's, uh, wow. yeah, you know, it's just a big call cool, but I, I'm pretty sure that the one step run up is, is something that I've had way more practice in than I think I would like I'm saying you're saying you change your mind and that's a good thing I'd change my mind about four times and definitely missed so I think score. the one step at least at least you get the chance of surprising the keeper
0: there's no yeah. way no element of surprise yeah. with the Pogba penalty so I think that's <laughs> that I had a re- penalty with barely even one step though was it I mean it's like one step back with your kicking leg and then you slap like it's not even one step it it's not mad, even yeah. it's not even the fiver side penalty that we're talking about it's something it's a completely different skill I would mess that up yeah, I mean, I think we probably all would. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah,
1: yeah, Arisa Duris is a very, very good footballer, yeah, yeah. so I suppose that. Right, let's spin it one last time. <laughs> if you could trade lives with one player, who would it be? This is a good question because it depends, I suppose, how much you want your life to be completely overtaken by the kind of rat race. Uh, I think it for me it would be someone like Luke Shaw, like. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why do you dream
2: of being Luke Shaw? Yeah, I mean to
1: be fair, we're about the same height, about the same build. <laughs> we're uh, doing someone a podcast. That, playing left back for yeah, That's it. We could swap places, and no one would actually know the difference. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I, I think you'd want that kind of level or, or cult hero status. Actually, we're talking of Ariza Duri, he's an absolute legend at Athletic Club. Or someone like Joaquin at Betis, where they're just like afforded legend status to do exactly yeah. what they want. I- I'm going to actually Joaquin. That's going to be my answer. You're basically the god of your own club. You part own it. You-, you run stuff. You play. You're the captain. Everyone loves you. You can bait, you scored from a corner last week. It's all yeah. good. That kind of- and also like you can walk around with pretty much the freedom of Seville. You just do what you want in the mm. green half anyway, <laughs> and everybody loves you. The Valencia fans love you for your time there. Everyone thinks you're one of the best players ever in La Liga. That's the that's the exact mark I want to hit. I'm
0: going, Joaquin. Sam probably take Micah Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, get my get my four years at the top level, win a Premier League title, and then sign a huge contract and not do an awful lot for the next three years, but fair. still pick up quite a lot of money for not doing an awful lot. To be fair, it is due to injury problems for Micah, but I can't I can't see that he's working particularly hard for that for that fifty odd grand a week that he's getting, and that that looks like a bit of me that watch not doing much and getting paid for it yeah it does sound like what you do
1: (laughs) 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 it sounds exactly like you Uh, we'll uh, we'll say that we'll move on I'll take
2: the marginal pay rise yeah Dean I'll be Isco (laughs) shock horror Dean Jones
0: picks Isco for another answer who saw that
2: coming talk about him every podcast (laughs) so pretty obvious that if I was to be any footballer I'd be Isco because you know you look like Isco you play football like Isco (laughs) live your life like Isco (laughs) get to look in the mirror like Isco (laughs) I love Isco. Sit on the bench right. like Isco. Yeah. Well, I mean, those two answers are
3: predictable, Josh. I'm going <laughs> to ask you something probably better than those. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go a bit niche and go like Bradley Wright Phillips at, at New York. Oh, that's We're interesting. Like, nice. you, you go from playing league to not doing too much, thinking, Geez, is this really for me? I'm going to have to be a painter and yeah, decorator. Yeah, so. like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, I've got number three years. And you go to New York and you're like top scorer playing with Thierry Henry. Like you're the king you can walk around as well. Like you don't get you don't get stopped in the street. Like oh my god! Like it's you. Like it's just it is, you're just Bradley, right? Who's banged in like ninety nine goals a season for the last <laughs> five seasons in New York. Like but yet you live you, you live the life of a footballer. Like you are the main man. The fans love you, but you can kind of knock about New York rather than. <sighs> Even know where he was, don't Doncaster yeah. or yeah, wherever he was kicking about.
1: Yeah,
2: I am changing mine. I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, we're all going. We're all going <laughs> yes, stateside. No more, it's no, yeah, it's the, go stateside. <laughs> we're going man. stateside.
1: That's the answer. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think that's pretty much it for Bleacher Roulette. We have one last thing to do. Sam,
0: you are going to enlighten us as to what your nonsense rankings <laughs> are this week? Sure, I've ranked uh, the
2: the top three months in the year. Oh, Wow! Do you know what? I thought you might do this. Why? How? How How on earth would you
1: think that he might do that?
2: Because last week I was on a train home and I thought (laughs) that'd be a good thing to do. Hope Sam does it soon. He's just done it. (laughs) I can't believe you're agreeing with him. This is the worst idea I've heard in ages. I'm not going to (laughs) agree with this. No, because I think I know what number one's going to be. Right. So that's why I I, think it came up.
0: Let's get on with it. Okay. So in at number three. March. It's my birthday in that month.
2: And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's Surely that should be one of your best. And
0: that's next month, guys, just so you know. Mark it okay. in the calendars, please. I might have to take a I don't care. I just want to know why you want your birthday
2: month to be one of the worst months of the year. Best no, this is months. the best month. He's in best, months. best months. months of the year. Oh, sorry. I could take
0: it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two is December. Because of Christmas.
3: Because <laughs> of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there's some very basic reasons.
0: Now, hang on, about. hang on, hang on. i got to elaborate a little bit on, on, on December because it is generally, particularly particularly in London anyway, Um, it's such a happy month. There are so many Christmas parties, everybody's in good spirits, everybody just seems to get a bit of a lift because it's the holiday season and you're coming up to Christmas and everyone seems a bit happier. And there are lots of months of the year in England where people are miserable because there aren't many months that the weather is nice and that has a direct effect on people. So even though it's dark and dingy, it's like 5.30 in the sunset, people are happy, people are in the pubs, people are having a laugh because it's Christmas, they've got a big break coming up, Christmas parties all over the place. It's a good month to be in. Right, keep going. (laughs) And number one is May. Right, May it was yeah.
2: the FA Cup final, Champions
0: League final, Champions League final, FA Cup final, all that stuff. But also, low key, best weather of the year in May. You always get through May, and you think, "Wow, that was really hot." And we've only got we've got three months to go with this. You know, June's going to be great, July's going to be great, August. It's You're nev- just talking about last summer. It's, it's <laughs> never that's, that's never happened. You just literally just talking about last summer. <laughs> last three years, it's happened because each time I've got to July and gone. Oh, it's a lot colder than I thought it would be. May was actually, oh, May, 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 was actually May was, May was actually quality. May May is is oh, mate, May is May awesome. This May has got that. the best weather in England. I know we call this nonsense, Rackies, but this is actually I think actually we might nonsense. have to delete
1: the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, is, we might have to delete the entire thing. This might be the end. Josh, you might have witnessed a, well, the death I, I'm, of this podcast. I'm just happy to be part of the last ever podcast, it's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to ask you if you top three, Josh, but like, can you... Please knock some sense into them that they're not the best
3: month. No. <laughs> clearly, December's fine. Clearly, yeah, December's, December's fine because yeah. there's a lot of holidays and
2: people doing a lot of drinking. Stuff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, that's it's, all it's said cold. Me, Christmas, it's is yeah, it mean, is Christmas is expensive. Yeah. I mean, December's an expensive pressure month. Pressure you don't need. You're going to get people the wrong presents. Your missus is going to be upset. You've
3: got to do a lot of trips to see family you don't really like. <laughs> a lot of miles on the road. I don't do the that. The roads though.
0: are dangerous because of ice. Yeah. It's December's... Okay, you need to instigate some kind of like 10 pound limit secret Santa with your family to make it cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that, it's got his own clothing. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I just honestly, I just package
3: up all the clothing. <laughs> and I get Santa. I'm like, ah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> More yeah. Um, June is obviously the, the best month of the year, clearly, right. because it's tournament month every time there's a tournament yeah every yeah, other the, year the, the like wherever, like no, Champions well, League finals in May every single year right, yes, but like, yeah but like yeah, but so that's one day. one day that's like an hour and a half yeah. a
0: year we're talking about a tournament we're talking about four weeks a year we're what about, about in the June off, what about the the off season where you've got the under 21s no. are okay but like in the middle of between the, the, day, don't you just June, have a good June time is, and don't
2: watch football International
0: Champions Cup
1: there we go and that's a big tournament that we all know about the best month of the year is August I have no bones about this because August is the time when the football season comes back everyone's well excited because you think you're going to club yeah it's still hot you think your club are going to assign well good players they don't but you don't know that until September so it's fine and and basically the whole thing is you're all excited about the new season before everything goes to pot again and you end up having a rubbish season but in August (laughs) August you're well excited about how good it's going to be and I mean while it never lives up to that that excitement is the best buzz in the world
2: yeah I thought Sam was going to rank the worst three months of the year and I would have had number one February and I was going to say because of the weather but it would actually be because of this podcast. It's part of podcast. This birthday, has ruined my out. February actually. <laughs> well I mean I think that's
1: probably it we're going to have to call it a day there I think that's all we've got time for on this week's see you in June see you in June (laughs) we only do podcasts in months that Sam likes apparently Uh, if you've enjoyed it and you're not already get over to iTunes or Spotify or whichever podcast platform you like and make sure you're subscribed we'd love your reviews we'd love your ratings all kind of things You can always hit us up on Twitter and make sure you get involved in next week's Hot Takes poll and submit your questions for Roulette, etc, etc. All that's left for me to do is to say thank you very much to Sam Tai. Thank you. Thank you very much to Dean Jones. Cheers, Jack. And thank you to our special guest, Josh Denzel, who's come in and absolutely smashed it on his debut. We'll have you back, Josh. Thank you very much. I'm
3: looking forward to coming back.
1: I've been Jack Collins. This has been BR Football Ranks. Thank you for being a Rank Squad. Take care. We'll see you next week.